Uh, we are in week three of our series, This Changes Everything. And in this series, we're learning that because of the resurrection of Christ, everything's different. Everything changes. You know, it means that the past doesn't mean what it used to mean. See, when Jesus rose from the dead, everything changed. It proved that he is who he claimed to be. And for that reason, you know, we don't have to be afraid anymore because, for one thing, whatever we're going through, whatever it is you're, you're struggling through in life, whatever it is you're going through, Jesus has power over it. He conquered death so that we might conquer life. And, and uh, 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 his resurrection changes everything. Last week, we talked about going deeper, deeper in our faith. Talked about going deeper in our knowledge of, who, uh, of Jesus Christ and our knowledge of, of, of His Word and going deeper in the Holy Spirit and using the gifts that He gives us for the purpose of serving others uh, so that, you know, when His power comes on us, His power changes everything. Today, today we're going to go back to uh, the scene of the resurrection, to a story that we looked at just a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to re-examine some of the first words that were spoken to the disciples when they came face-to-face with the risen Lord. Um, in fact, there's one phrase in particular that's going to be the focus of today's message, and that is, go and tell. Go and tell. As we look at um, Matthew 28, we see that we're, we're, God has given us a mission. You know, and when He calls us to Himself... He calls us to Himself, and He redeems us, and He restores us, and He renews us. And then He doesn't just say, okay, go ahead, you're on your own now, do whatever you want. He gives us a mission, and He calls us for a purpose. And, and uh, uh, that's for every single believer. And he's, He says, I want you to go and tell. Go and tell people about Me. But, you know, when it comes to going and telling others about Jesus... Many of us feel uncomfortable. Is that right? Otherwise, we'd be doing it all the time. But a lot of times, people, many people feel uncomfortable. They feel awkward. They want to do this. They want to tell other people. But they don't want to be pushy. They don't want to be obnoxious. They don't want to be judgmental. So because they don't want to be pushy, because they don't want to be obnoxious, they they hesitate to go at all. So today, we're going to talk about how we can go and how we can share the good news with others because we have been given this mission. And the first part of that mission is to go and tell others what you have seen. That's the first aspect of this mission I want to talk about. Go and tell others what you have seen. Now, that's pretty simple, you would think, right? One thing we notice that when we read the four Gospels, and if you've never read through the four Gospels, I would challenge you, I'd encourage you, read through the Gospels. That's the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They tell the events of uh, the life of Jesus from four different perspectives, especially John. John is a little different than the other three. The other three have a lot of similarities, um, and there's, there's, there's a lot of indication that, that like, uh, Matthew and Luke had Mark's gospel, which was the first that was written, that they had that in front of them when they wrote. And a lot of the stories 
are similar or they're, they're the same, but they're told from a different person's perspective. You know, so there's details. And when there's details that, it's in, that are in one gospel that you don't necessarily see in the other gospels. Um, for, for, for instance, we're gonna, I, I want to look now at John's account of the resurrection. We're mainly going to be looking at, at Matthew's, but in John's account, uh, we see what Mary did immediately after she saw the empty tomb. John tells us this in verse 2, chapter 20, verse 2, says, She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. She runs the disciples. She tells them, his body's gone. They've taken it. I don't know, who, she doesn't say who they is, but they've taken it. You know, they get a lot of stuff put on them, right? We always say, yeah, they did this. They've taken him. We don't know where they put him. And, and you know, she does, but, but I want you to notice what she doesn't do. She doesn't go and saying, listen, you know, disciples, listen, it's, it's, it's the third day. Jesus is risen, just as he said he would. No, because at this point, she doesn't yet understand what happened. She doesn't understand at this point yet what happened. She very soon would, but she doesn't yet know what happened. And all she knows is at this point, as she went to the tomb, the tomb that used to have Jesus' body in it, she looked and the body is gone. He's missing. She doesn't know how or she doesn't know why. But here's the thing I want you to see. She told what she knew. The tomb's there, the body's not. She told what she knew. God doesn't expect us to have all of the answers. And you want to know something else? Neither does everybody else or anybody else. Nobody has all the answers. God doesn't expect that. Other people don't expect that. When we encounter, have an encounter with Jesus, there's something significant that takes place in our lives. Something significant happens. Something that's worth sharing with people. But we don't get all the answers to ours or anyone else's questions. We have our moments of encounter where we encounter the empty tomb, but we don't see it yet, okay? We don't understand yet. We have more questions than we have answers, maybe, because we don't yet get it. And the thing is, that's okay. That's okay. Even when you can't make sense of everything that's happening, you can still, still tell others what you have seen and what you have experienced even when you don't know all the answers. For instance, John tells the story of a blind man. This blind man was healed by Jesus. And the Pharisees, you know, they, they didn't like this, so they brought the man to them and they started questioning them and, 
And you know how you know, and, and how did you get to get to be you know? Uh, were you really born blind? And and how did you how do you now see and all this? And he and he tells them and and uh, they're 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 questioning him. They ask him, well, what do you have to say about him? You know, this Jesus that you say healed you. What do you have to say about this? And after some back and forth, you know, they're trying to pin him down on something. The guy finally replies with this in John nine twenty five. He said, whether or not he's a sinner. I don't know. One thing I do know is I was blind, but now I see. So it's like, so deal with that. You know, I don't know. You guys are saying he's, he's a sinner. You guys are saying this about him. You're trying to pin all this stuff on him. You know, I don't know all the answers to all the things you're asking me. All I know is this. I was blind and now I see. That's all he needed to tell. That was his story. That was, what, that was the encounter that he had with Jesus. So first, just go and tell your story. What has happened to you? What has Jesus done in your life? What, has he, what, what have you seen? What's he done in your life? Second, go and tell others what God has promised to do. Tell them what he's done with you, and then as you learn what he's promised to do, tell others that. You know Mary's first encounter with uh, uh, first encounter on Easter with um, when she you know found out you know what had happened. It, it wasn't with Christ first, but it was with an angel, and the angel told her that Jesus was not there, that he was risen, and then said, "Go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead, and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there. Remember what I've told you." So. You know, Mary goes off and she finds the disciples again and, and tells them what she had seen. She still wasn't sure of what was going on. The Bible says she's filled with joy. She's also got some fear going on because she doesn't know there's, you know, what in the world is, is, is happening because that's a pretty big thing to happen on a morning probably before you've even had your coffee. You know, this guy that you thought was dead is all of a sudden missing from the grave. And then, uh, and then you know, it, it, it's like you get this angel coming to you and, and, and telling you, hey, you know, tell, just go and tell his disciples he's going to see you in Galilee. But she went her way to tell the disciples that the angel said Jesus had promised to meet him in Galilee. Part of our mission is to tell others what God has promised to do. Look, I don't have all the answers, but this is what the promise is. And that's something that we need to tell. That's something that we need to hear. We all need to hear. What has God promised? Look, I know this is tough, but God promised to give you the strength to get through it. I know you're in a tough spot. But if you look to him and rely on him, he will give you what it takes to get through it. God says his grace is sufficient to get you through this. God says when you're tempted, he will provide a way out so you don't have to give in to it. So look for that way out. God promises he'll walk through this season with you, this season of difficulty, this season of pain, this season of, of questioning. He's right there with you. He's going to walk through it with you. See, we all need to be reminded of God's promises. We need to hear them again and again, the promises of God. We need to hear them and we need to repeat them until they begin to sink in. 
Sometimes we're, we've heard the promises over and over. Someone comes along and reminds us of one. And it's something that we knew in here. But then they remind us and all of a sudden it does something in here. And it says, you know, it, 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 it quickens in our heart and God makes it, makes it real, real. And it's like, yes. Yes, I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to rely on that. We need to hear the promises of God. Promises of God are true. They're not instant fixes. They're not instant fixes, but they are a sure anchor for the storm. Sometimes we just need to hear, hang on a little longer. God is faithful and he will come through. Thirdly, our mission is to go and tell others about the second chance. I want you to look at this. When the women left the tomb to tell the disciples what they had seen, <clears throat> they encountered Jesus face to face. Okay, first they encounter the angel, then they encounter uh, uh, Jesus. And, and he said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they'll see me there. That's almost the exact same thing that the angel had already said. But there's a small yet significant difference. The angel said, go tell his disciples. Jesus said, go tell my brothers. That significant? Yeah, I think it is. See, these were guys who had abandoned him. The Bible says they had all skipped out on him. They had all abandoned him except for John. They'd abandoned him, one of them, Peter, even three times. Three times at Jesus' darkest hour said, said, I don't even know the guy. Brought down curses from heaven, he said, the Bible tells us. And I said, I don't even know him. And not only that, Jesus had told Peter that that was going to happen. And then to add to it, the third time he said that, the rooster crows, just as Jesus had said, Jesus looks over at Peter and catches his eye, makes eye contact with him. Peter just broke down and wept like a baby. He was so broken. He was so broken. It's one thing that he denied him. It's another thing that he looked and he knew that Jesus saw him deny him. Saw him. He heard it. And he knew that that was going to happen because he knew what was in Peter. What? He did that, yeah, and and to call them followers at this point, that would have been a stretch. To call them friends, I mean, do you abandon friends? Would you call somebody that abandons you your friend? Friends like that, who needs enemies, right? But he didn't call them his disciples, he didn't call them his followers, he didn't even call them his friends. Jesus called them his brothers. He said, go and tell my brothers. He knew what had happened. He knew what they had done. But 
He wanted them to know, look, I understand. I know all that. All that's in the past. Everything has changed. It's a, it's a new day. We're making a fresh start. And at this time, he says, I want you to be my brother. You are my brother. It's what he says to them. And I think there may be some here today who are wondering, would Jesus ever say that about me? Would Jesus ever say, would he ever call me his brother? Would he ever look at me as his brother after what I've done? I want to tell you, yes, he would. about a sister I think that'd fit too not for Peter but for <laughs> some of you he says forget the past forget your failings you're my brother God is a God of mercy he didn't come to judge but he came to offer a second chance because we've all failed him numerous times. John 3.17 says this. You know, we're all familiar with John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that, that, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but everlasting life. We should never read that, I think, without reading verse 17 too. Verse 17 says, God sent his son into the, into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. That's the message that the church needs to be putting out there. That's the message that the church needs to be proclaiming. If Jesus didn't come to judge, then it's certainly not our job either. If he didn't come to judge, then it's not our job to judge. Number four leads me to the fourth thing. We're to go and tell others about a life of obedience. Listen to what Jesus said in, in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We're not to judge the world, but we are to teach believers to obey. In our culture, in our society, sometimes those two things get very confused. If we are followers of Jesus, then a life of obedience is implicit in that. To follow Jesus means to do what he did, to live as he lived. That's what it means to be a follower. Obedience is implicit in that. We claim that Jesus can turn our life around, and that's absolutely true, but it happens as we begin to walk in a life of obedience. Life change, or, or excuse me, lives change with life change. So we need to teach obedience to believers. To believers. Our job is not to try to tell unbelievers to act like believers. But that's what we do sometimes, right? We, try to, we expect you know, everybody in society to act like they're believers. And that's not it at all. That's not it at all. I, I, I was talking to somebody 
oh, just, you know, a few weeks ago. And um, they, they know I'm pastor of a church and, and that, and I don't know where they stand, but, but um, all of a sudden, you know, they say something and something slipped out of their mouth that immediately, oh, my gosh, I just cussed in front of the pastor. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and I mean, I, we had just met that day. You know, and I don't know anything about where they are, but it's, oh my gosh, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't have any expectations other than, you know, I mean, I mean it's like, you know, I, I'm not going to judge you for that. Now, if it was somebody that sits here week after week after week that professes a, 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 to have a walk with God, a walk with Jesus, then I might say, so, you know, you might want to read some of the scriptures about, you know, our speech and the things we're to say, but, you know. I was not there to judge. I was not there to try to get a non-believer to live as a believer. <laughs> and so we need to teach obedience to believers. And Jesus said, this is another part, Jesus said teaching them, teaching believers to obey. And that means not just telling, but teaching them to obey. There's a big difference between telling and teaching. Telling is to use your mouth. Teaching is to use your life. Teaching is to show. Yeah. Yeah, you're you you. I'd say I'd say uh, you were covered on that one. So. Um, Yeah, but, but we just need to be baptized the one time. So um, there, there's a big difference between telling and teaching because teaching involves, in, in, involves telling and showing. You know? and, and here's what I'm saying in this. Our mission is not just to tell how to live a certain way. Our mission is to teach how to live for Jesus, how to, how to, how to teach believers to how to, to live right. That involves showing it, and that means doing it ourselves living it ourselves. Our focus is not to point out what everybody is doing wrong. Our focus is to say, look, you know, I struggled with this. This is the way, you know, my life was. I've been where you are. Here's how I experienced victory. Here's how my life changed. Here's how I overcame this. Here's how I learned to walk in obedience. Our mission is not to point out everything that's wrong with everyone. Our mission is to teach others how to live a life of obedience in Jesus in the same way that you live a life of obedience in Jesus. To teach, not just to tell. There's a fifth aspect of our mission, and that is to tell others that He is here always. Last words of Matthew records Jesus speaking are, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. See, people need to hear that. People need to hear you are not alone, and you never will be. People may let you down. Trouble may come your way. Things will happen that you don't understand, but you're not alone. Every one of us needs to hear that until it's, until it's ingrained in us. Until we actually know it, not just here, but here. We experience it in our lives that we are walking with Jesus. He is with us in the struggles. He's with us in the hard times. He's with us when we don't want him to see what we're doing. He's with us. And he's with us and he looks at us with eyes of love, not of condemnation and not of judgment, but eyes that say, I love you. Let me help. Let me come in. Let me step in and help. 
See, as followers of Jesus, we are all on a journey, and it's a journey of mercy. It's a journey of learning and growing as we go. Our mission that he's given us to share our story, to share his story, to share how they interconnect with, with you know, our story and his story, how they connect with those around us. And, and, and just by being ourselves and inviting people to take the journey with us. So tell your story to the people around. Tell them what you've seen. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. Tell them what he's done in your life. Even if you don't have all the answers, because none of us do, don't, don't buy into the lie. that The, the enemy just tells us, well, they're going to ask this, and you can't answer it. <coughs> he's just trying to get us to stop telling our story. Tell them about the goodness of God. Tell them about the promises of God. Tell them about the faithfulness of God. Tell them about the second chance. Tell them that God is a God of mercy. Tell them about the risen Lord who wants to call, who, who, who wants to call them his brother. And show them and teach them how to live a life faithful to his teachings. Just as you live a life faithful to his teachings. And tell them that he's there and he's here with us and he always will be no matter what happens till the end of time. Let's close your eyes for a moment. Maybe you've never taken that first step of saying, yeah, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to live for him. Maybe it's because you've been waiting till you got all your questions answered. No, you're never going to get all your questions answered. It requires a step of faith. I mean, there is enough evidence to support Jesus' claims of who he claimed to be. There is enough evidence to support the truth of the resurrection. There is enough evidence, more than enough, to support the reliability of the scriptures, of God's word, the Bible. But it still comes down to a step of faith. And if that's you, just tell tell Jesus you want him to come in and take over your life. Tell him that you want him to lead you, that you want to follow him. Tell him you've still got questions. Fine, ask the questions. But don't let those questions keep you from encountering Jesus and surrendering your life to him. Tell him you're going to follow him in all the way, all the things he says and does everywhere he leads you. Just tell him that. Lord, for everyone speaking that to you now, I know your arms are open wide. Embrace them, Lord, in your love. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. I'd like to ask the worship team to come on up. While they're coming, if this morning, either earlier or now or sometime today, you prayed that prayer, you prayed a prayer, and you just surrendered your heart to Jesus, turned your life over to him. Um, look at the back of your Connect card and just check the box that says, I accepted Jesus today. 
I said yes to Jesus today, however it's worded. Because we'd love to celebrate with you. Our ushers are going to go ahead and get ready and collect those connect cards. If you're cards, if you're visiting with us today, uh, first time you've filled one of these out and, and you've not uh, taken it to our uh, our welcome center out here just through these double doors and slightly to your left, uh, then hang on to it when you uh, when the bags come your way. Just hang on to the card, take it to the table out there, and somebody there will hand you a gift.